everybody and welcome back to Trinity's podcast. What's the point? Uh, today we are here with a really, really exciting guest. So exciting. Do you want to introduce yourself? Say something. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Go for um, it. Okay. I am Lidice Montoya. Yay! I'm a deacon. Yeah, you are. Uh, and we're so excited you're here. Yeah, I we're super you. duper excited. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Who are you? Oh, my name's Katie O'Connell, and I am here with my regular co-hosts. Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Tom. Super pumped. It's been a minute since we've recorded it's a podcast. A it is. We kind of took a break over the summer. It we was. Did. We had a few out, yeah. but... It was inadvertent. Yeah. We're getting re- back into the swing yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah. we are. So I, I've been wondering, as the leaves start to turn colors... Mm-hmm. That one either loved or hated thing comes out. Pumpkin spice everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? What are your feelings on pumpkin spice fill in the blank? Um, I'll go first. Yeah. I enjoy a pumpkin spice latte. I haven't had one yet this year, but we do have pumpkin spice flavored creamer Ooh. at my house. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoy that in general, though. I feel like the pumpkin spice has been overdone. Mm. Uh, I like a pumpkin yes. spice latte, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, I don't need pumpkin candy or we, like, have some pumpkin spice Oreos at my house. And they're not my favorite. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think if I'm going to have pumpkin spice, I really just want it in a beverage form. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be a latte or, like, oh, I've been really enjoying um, pumpkin spice or pumpkin, like, white mocha mochas the white chocolate mochas um been really enjoying those um Mm -hmm. but like i'm not gonna go purchase you know any pumpkin spice cereal or the oreos Mm -hmm. or anything like that if i'm gonna have pumpkin it's either gonna be like i said in a drink form Mm -hmm. like a hot beverage form or I'm going to have pumpkin pie or pumpkin bread or something like that. Ooh, like pumpkin bread. Uh-huh. I need some of that in my life yeah. right now. Yeah. So I guess I'm not so much a pumpkin spice girly as much as I am just a pumpkin girly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies, mm-hmm. are you are you into pumpkin spice? I know you don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. And uh, I, okay, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but I don't like pumpkins in general i know i'm not that's okay i i think that's the only time i like a pumpkin pie Mm -hmm. was one that uh, my friend joyce anderson made Uh it was so good Mm -hmm. and it was not too spicy oh sure yeah it was very balanced yeah Uh but i haven't tried any other uh pumpkin spice in other Mm -hmm. in other things we should we should get you some sort of like Pumpkin spice hot chocolate. I was gonna say <gasps> that. Yes. Then, then at least you can try it and see what. Yeah. What you and think. the bread you said. I never hear of <gasps> pumpkin bread. I will make you some because I've been meaning to make some anyway. And Thanks. bring so. it to the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, please. yeah. Of course. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Tom. What about you? I I tend to lean more towards with Lee to say. Just. Mm. That's fair. I mean the the pumpkin spice is okay, but I just. Eh. Yeah. Eh. There... So like, what I get upset about. <clears throat> is oh. pumpkin spice everything? Yes. Yeah. For example, does Pillsbury really need to mess with their cinnamon rolls? No, they don't. It's an abomination that they have pumpkin spice rolls with pumpkin spice icing. <laughs> that is That's just a little bit you much. You heard it here first. That's too a little much. much. An abomination. Do we need pumpkin cheesecake ice cream in the world? Yes. 
Oh. Probably not. Do we need no, listen, organic had... pumpkin spice popcorn? No, yes. we don't. No. I would try that. Okay, I was at Olson's <laughs> this weekend with my kids, and oh, I yeah. did get uh, one scoop of caramel apple pie <gasps> ice cream and one scoop of pumpkin cheesecake oh, ice cream. Oh, that's so and smart. It was really delicious. That's so so I do need that in my life. Olson's, yeah. okay. But yeah. does Philadelphia cream cheese need to have a pumpkin spice cream cheese. I bet that'd be good on like mm. a cinnamon <sighs> swirl. I was going to oh, say, I could see, I could see where that could be good. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we, we like more pumpkin spice things than we think. No well, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin cream cheese. That's a good combination. It is. It is a really good combination. <laughs> what about a hard cider pumpkin spice thing? Uh, yeah. uh, an apple spiced I'd rather um, just have like pumpkin. a. I'd rather just yeah. have the the, the either cider or like make it you know more apple pie. Sure. Yeah. Mm. I don't All know right. Pumpkin. Well. Okay. Those are my feelings. I don't They're... like it. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Like well, I'm like anti mm. pumpkin spice. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yes. every year I get a meme about pumpkin spice communion wafers. Who oh. sent it? Who sent it this what? time? Because it wasn't me. Pumpkin spice communion wafer. Is no. that like a real thing? No. I don't know. Not at all. <laughs> like, but it would actually be quite funny to try and do that. Hey, so with your bread, yeah. just like take a reserve piece and just like smush it up. Roll it really flat. Yeah. And see what happens. All right. Deal. All right. I'll okay. Well, Tom doesn't like pumpkin spice. So let's talk about something that we do, do like. like. And we do like... Say. Say. Aww, <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say we like hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we like you. Oh, thank you. We like you. Mm-hmm. So um, we brought Lee to say here, or Deacon Lee to say, mm-hmm. if we want to be official. But we don't call Tom Pastor Tom no. very no. often. I do. So, well, I'm sorry. But not on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast, you get oh. to just be Lee to say. Yeah. Uh, so we have you here and actually sneak peek, hopefully for a couple episodes. Yeah. That Lee to say is going to be here with us. But today we are talking about what do you even do? Like, okay, first of all, you're a deacon. Yes. What's, what's the point of a deacon? Yeah, what's what the point a of deacon? a deacon? What's a deacon? So what the can deacon, you tell us? So we have to make the difference. A pastor is word and sacraments so they are they are able or they are they have the magic hands <laughs> they can bless communion yeah yeah they can do all the sacraments yeah and preach mm-hmm. and you know being pastor in a church so we know that but a deacon is like word and service service so we can preach and do service Mm-hmm. And only in very special occasions we can be uh, allowed to do sacraments. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you can occasionally, but it yeah. depends like on the situation. a couple, I think last year it was, or maybe a year and a half ago, I was able to baptize a baby, mm-hmm. but pastor was there because the the baby's parents are Spanish-speaking only. Oh, sure. So yeah. I, w- I was able to, you know, do the ceremony in Spanish. Sure. But it was a very, very special occasion, a very special baptism. And I was authorized sure. mm-hmm. by yeah. the bishop to do that. Okay. So, you, But you do have to go through the bishop to get the approval. and Yes, past the pastor, pastor Lucy in Kadat called her. Sure. And she said, yes, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was it was an honor for me. Oh, and yeah. it was wow. Yeah. And then in terms of um formation, mm-hmm. we as deacons we go to seminary like 
pastors do, mm -hmm. but uh, they take a program that is called MDiv, the Master of Divinity, and we take Master of Arts, and we take like, mm -hmm. it's a little shorter, but it's still, it's, it is still a master's degree. Sure. And then we don't go to the all the candidacy process. Oh, <sighs> wait, you have to do the candidacy process too? Of yes. course. Oh, oh like I didn't the know same that. process as yes. pastors, basically. Yes. Ew, I'm so sorry. I've heard horror <laughs> stories about the candidacy process. I still uh, have like trauma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you had to write like yeah, a ton. thousands of. Yeah, essays, yeah, essays and interviews and, and, interviews and, and just psychological like, evaluation. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And then, oh, yeah, like, you had to also to go, like, to the court process. Like, you go to a place and, and they interview you if, if you are a right fit for them or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a thing, too. Wow. So you're ordained. I am ordained. You're ordained, but you're ordained in word and service. Yes. Not ordained in word and sacrament, like yes. a pastor. Yes. So still ordained, still clergy. Yes. But a different role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Than a pastor. Yeah, I Most, think some yeah, exactly. with overlap. Exactly, mm -hmm. and yep. and maybe some of, some of the uh, responsibilities are the same, but. Mm -hmm. There are sometimes differences, and in general for deacons, but we, I know we will talk later about neighbor to neighbor and, mm -hmm. yeah. and how my my call per se is so different from any other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if, if I was in a church for like a usual deacon, mm -hmm. I, it would be like the same with the pastor except the sacraments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for folks out there that uh, that attend an early service or see Deacon Lita say or Pastor Patrick or myself with our albs on mm -hmm. and our stoles, oh, yeah. you'll notice that the deacon stole is different than the pastor stole. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, Lita say, but like the deacon stole is across yes. diagonally. And that, from what I've heard, is more representative of like Jesus... Uh, washing the disciples' feet, and so that there's uh, oh, like sure. an, an extra yeah, piece yeah, yeah. on the bottom that's supposed mm -hmm. to be representative of, like, the towel. Uh, mm -hmm. Jesus telling all of us to love one another and be of service to the world. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had right. it explained to me once that, like, a pastor wears a stole around both shoulders because it's meant for them to be, like, standing up and leading worship. Mm -hmm. sure. um, and so... It hangs like that, but a deacon has one that, like, if you can picture, like, throwing a stole over your shoulder mm -hmm. so you can get down to work. Yeah, sure. And so that's a little bit, like, mm -hmm. of how how some deacon explained it to me, or how they explain it to kids, like, why mm -hmm. it's different. Yeah, yeah, he was right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, okay, so a little bit about what a deacon is. Yeah. A little bit, a bit about what a deacon does but what so each call is different right yes. we talk about calls for pastors we talk about calls for deacons or whomever it's a vocation we think of uh the latin word often no one thinks about the latin word vocare, but tom does but i do <laughs> hey how many times do you guys think about the roman empire oh my gosh oh, don't you even. mentioned it you mentioned it in your sermon on sunday and at both services i was like oh, the roman empire <laughs> um so that that Latin word vocare or calling 
Uh, we think of vocation as being multiple. Sorry. It's, yes, Tom is the resident nerd <laughs> on the podcast. It's almost it's almost October, so it's Reformation <laughs> Month. We need to... Okay, vocare. Uh, okay. okay. Anyway, so calling, right? We all have multiple vocations, multiple callings in life. But this specific calling uh, to be a deacon can be different for different folks. So uh, you could be a deacon of children, youth, and family ministry. Mm-hmm. I know a deacon who does that. But you have a unique calling mm-hmm. uh, to the synod mm-hmm. as well as to neighbor to neighbor. So talk to us about what that calling to the synod looks like and neighbor to neighbor. Okay. So my call as deacon for the synod is um, with the ministry that we name we call neighbor to neighbor. And it is um, <clears throat> an effort or is a, a, a call trying to make connections with the Hispanic communities, trying to build bridges of, of understanding. And um, there is like two parts, and the other part is trying to, uh, trying to, how to, I, I don't want to use the wrong word. That, that, that's why mm-hmm. I am taking longer to tell you. But it's like trying to do some anti-racism and, and more, in a sense, civilization to our congregations. So like people to get used to to listen to words around racism or to learn, to learn together. Because I, recently I was in a meeting when someone was saying, was he wasn't comfortable with the word education. He said, you don't need to educate us. We are not uneducated and I, yeah he, he used a different word but i'm not going to repeat it here yeah. so now I, i'm kind of more conscious about that and and in some ways he was he was right when we talk about racism and, and then this is for neighbor to neighbor it's not i'm educating you guys or educating a congregation because i'm not a teacher i don't have that talent i'm just trying to share stories trying to share concepts so people can Maybe remember, because some people already know about anti-racism or about racism, mm-hmm. but we need to put words sometimes to what we already know. We just need to remember, or sometimes it's, it is actually very new to learn about terms like white fragility mm-hmm. or colorblindness or microaggressions. So this is answering your question, Pastor Tom. <laughs> the call, the neighbor to neighbor call is... is it's all around social justice, even if we do not like that term, because I know it's kind of scary or, or because of many things. People don't like that, but we are trying to connect the Northwest Synod of Wisconsin congregations with our uh, Hispanic communities around mm-hmm. around them. And, and the part of the anti-racism is because then we can be more receptive, or we can understand better why we are trying to do this, this to build these relationships. And it's all about our baptismal promises. And it's all, it's all in the Bible, to say it in a different uh, word. So if we were to put neighbor to neighbor into the baptismal promise uh, categories, it'd be strive, striving for yes. justice and peace in all the earth. Yes. And in doing so, it helps us to do the live part, living among God's faithful mm-hmm. people, yes. so we can be in right relationships with our exactly. neighbors. Mm-hmm. And that exactly. takes 
learning and unlearning yes. for white people. Yeah. Yes. Emphasis and... on the unlearning <laughs> too. Yeah. Because that's really difficult for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, like that that was a concept that I didn't even think about mm-hmm. until um college and it was like my senior year of college and I've only been out of school for what four years hmm. and so but it it's a lot of work mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people don't recognize that they need to do yeah and because we have the tendency to think that opening our churches to diversity in terms of race is just say hi welcome yeah. You know, but it's <laughs> way yeah. more than that. And right. and includes to be intentional in underst- the basic things, like understanding a different accent, for example. Mm-hmm. Getting used to someone who looks and sounds different. And it's not about... Um, okay, yeah, this mm-hmm. is for the picture, and I look good with my Salvadorian friend. Mm-hmm. Jay, and but if, as soon as this person starts talking, it's like, oh, I don't understand what you're saying, or and and uh, and getting uncomfortable with that. Yes, you are going to be uncomfortable in some ways because it's going to be a change for what you're used to, for your comfortable comf- zone of comfort. comfort. How do you say that? Comfort zone. Comfort, comfort zone. Comfort zone. Sorry. Yeah. But you have to push yourself to do that. Because you know you are doing what you are called as a Christian, what the baptismal promise is. And, and yes, and no one said it was going to, easy, to be easy, you know. And yes, it requires some work from you. It's, it's an active process. It's not like passive staying. And mm-hmm. yeah. Just, as I said, it's not when we welcome someone who is not from our, the same ethnicity, the same race, the same... Language. country or whatever yeah. is a lot yes. because we all are, are have different layers in our identities who need to embrace that but it's not as I, I don't know how to, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm repeating myself but I don't know how to say this clearly like welcoming someone is not just the slogan outside the church that says all are welcome mm-hmm. It is a process and it's active and it's, it, it requires you to be doing it, to be conscious, to be intentional in doing it. Yeah. And sometimes it's not going to be easy. To be easy, but you have to be humble enough mm-hmm. to get rid of your own things <laughs> or to get, get rid of your own the, the, the things you are used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but sometimes we don't want to do that. We just like to pretend. And this is, and I'm here, I'm, I, like you asked me, Pastor Tom, I'm not talking about an, a specific church. I'm talking about, in, I'm, I'm talking about in general. Yeah, yeah, across the board. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Um, so this neighbor-to-neighbor ministry, you're working mm-hmm. to connect the congregations in the Northwest Synod, which mm-hmm. are overwhelmingly white, yes. right, mm-hmm. and English-speaking, with the Hispanic community. Yes. And so you do a whole bunch of stuff yes. to do that. Um, part of it is working with the Hispanic community or yes. the Latin American community in the in the Synod, and then part of it is working with congregations, yes. right? So um, we haven't mentioned this, and um, 
but you are part of the Latin American community. Yes. Yeah. And so maybe people have figured that out by listening because you have an <laughs> <Hopefully>. accent, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and you're from El Salvador yes. originally. And you've yes. lived here in the United States for how long? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Um, and you yes, eight years. Sorry. look like you are part of the Latin American community. <laughs> so I'm curious how it's been for you going into congregations in mm. the synod and doing anti-racism work and other, you know, other parts of this neighbor to neighbor ministry. How have you been received? Because you well. talked about how it's, it's work <coughs> for people to, <coughs> sorry, that's okay. Um, how it's work for people to learn to hear a different mm-hmm. accent or mm-hmm. to recognize that they have to, do, it's hard for people to recognize they have to do work mm-hmm. in order to learn anti-racism yeah. mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So, so what is that like for you? So usually I'm well received. Good. Because they know I am Deacon Lidice from the Northwest United of Wisconsin uh, yeah, mm-hmm. staff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I have like to prove mm-hmm. twice. Like mm-hmm. if for example, if um, you, Pastor Tom, <coughs> sorry, you are, you come to a church and you are saying stuff. It's, okay, it's Pastor Tom saying stuff. But for me, I had to say again, like, yes, I am. I, because some peop- sometimes people do not believe <laughs> that I am saying stuff. Oh. And yeah, I said it's funny, but it's, in that moment, it's not. It's, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so. People and something that I want to say about the, the when I go to congregations, I'm invited mm-hmm. to some, mm-hmm. usually to talk about neighbor to neighbor and to incent, try to incentivize the congregations to do the work, this relational work. But the anti-racism part is like, uh, yeah, sure, someday. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's not something, what I mean is, is, not something that all the congregations are willing to do. Right. So we are about 200 congregations for the Sina, and I've been invited to like five (laughs) to do anti-racism. Wow. I know. And it's like, okay. I I have to understand that it's hard for people, even though it's a need for everybody, even for not only for us, the non-white people, but it's a need for white people. Is and, and yesterday we were these past days we were um, listening to Vans Black Fox. He was saying there is a need of healing, but a healing is not only for in, in his case for the natives for what they face, but it's, there is also a need for of healing for white people who have in the DNA the colonizer, mm-hmm. the hate mm-hmm. and the racism and all this, so, so yeah. Deacon Lee to say? Yes, Pastor Tom. Gosh, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> um, so we talked about kind of how you function with the Synod, mm-hmm. uh, but you also work here at Trinity. Yes. And so I'd like to 
just ask you, so what does that work look like? Is it different? Is it the same, but manifests itself in different ways? Like, I know that you do the anti-racism classes, or at least you did that last year, and there's a reiteration coming up soon. Yes. And then uh, you've taught confirmation, you have a 4-H group, Mm -hmm. you've got lots of stuff going on. But so how does all of that work with neighbor to neighbor? What does it look like at Trinity? Is it... Yeah, just tell us all about that stuff. So there is an inter interlap between the neighbor to neighbor work and um, Trinity. And uh, when I started, when I was told that I, that Trinity was interested in me coming and doing the and be the DEI minister, mm-hmm. I was yes, yes. This is something I, I need to do, and, and this is something I've been willing to do before. And I saw Trinity like the opportunity mm-hmm. to have like a role model for mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. churches, not only in area but the synod level. Yeah. And, and I saw that this was the chance for me, oh, for, for the congregation, I mean, to, to be that, to, to lead the the way mm-hmm. of being an anti-racist congregation and a, a congregation that was going to be very involved with the Hispanic community around. So, it, yeah, I was very excited about it because it was, okay, now I can show the red what I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes it's hard to understand what, what I try to say, not only because of the accent, because most of the people do not understand do not get my accent because they say they are not used to accents. But because it's been hard for me to... to because neighbor to neighbor is so very unique mm-hmm. yeah. that no one knows what I'm talking about when I'm describing neighbor to neighbor. So, okay, being a Trinity was like, yes, I can show mm-hmm. what I've been talking about all these past years because mm-hmm. neighbor to neighbor started on November 2019, for those who do not know. And uh, we're still alive, so some way, some way, but I don't know how, but we are, so yeah, Trinity was that for me, that represented that. Trinity is going to be the leader for this ideal of an anti-racism church, of a church, uh, an actually welcoming church to Hispanic people. And, and when I say Hispanics, it's not that, you know, there are other diversities, there are other ethnicities, but I'm Hispanic, so I'm, I tend to do the to <laughs> right focus to on look that. at it. Yeah, when, because also because I speak Spanish, mm-hmm. and if Wait, I wanted to do more, you speak Spanish? No way! Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even realize. Si. I know this it's so hard right. to say to tell, right? <laughs> yeah. So. so at Trinity, so Tom said you have taught confirmation and you've done an yes. anti-racism. Class? Yeah, yeah. As I said before, I don't like to call it class. It was because you're not a teacher. Because I'm not a teacher. And for me, being a teacher or teaching something, it has to have some talent, and I don't have that. Oh, please. Oh my, yeah. Okay, but there are other ways that you. I mean, you've gotten involved in things, but there's still lots of opportunities for ways that you could do more. Like, you joined the library committee. Oh, yes. Right? So, okay, talk about that. Ah, it's really nice. I love that group, and I love to be part of it. And because they are also trying to open 
the uh, uh, open church in, in through literature to be to have more uh, books in Spanish or bilingual books mm -hmm. or books who talk that talk about the Hispanic culture. So I've been trying to help with that, and yeah, I, I love being there. I feel I feel well, good. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. And then there's, yes. you could get, your th I mean, the, if people have ideas for other ways that you could get involved in things at Trinity, you, oh, are, yeah. you are open I'm to open. Mm -hmm. lots of things. I like to explore new things. Yeah. Usually I'm terrified, but I do things anyways. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you do it well. You I do. Think, I think it's because you like me. <laughs> you no, say that. no. I genuinely, I think you sell yourself short. Like you are... You do things very well, oh, and uh, thank you. Yes, thank you. you're also very talented. Just so you are aware. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> thank you. I'm talented to speak Spanish. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And you also lead the Strive Committee. Which, yes. So if people want to get involved in working for peace and justice um, through the Strive Committee, mm -hmm. you can contact me, and my contact information is on the on the on the website. It's on the website, website yeah. and. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or you can ask Katie. Yeah. You can email me and get it. Or, or call, call her. Yeah. yeah. And the Stripe Committee is, is trying to lead all, all these um, activities, events, or, or trying to set the culture inside church mm -hmm. about oriented to social justice. But I need to, I think I need to tell, say this, because as I said before, some people get anxious or mm -hmm. uncomfortable mm -hmm. with social justice. And social justice is not in terms of a partisan political thing. We are not doing that. And social justice is not going in marches and, and block the street because we are against something. Social justice starts, starts with very small uh, changes or very small uh, shows, the things to do. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, in this, in our committee, part of the Strive Committee is the <coughs> uh, care of creation mm -hmm. and things like that. And <coughs> even the, the fact, for example, that the library committee is willing to have more, more diverse, more... Mm -hmm. yeah. Diverse, diverse titles, yeah. that's a way of doing social justice because you are mm -hmm. working for inclusion. Yeah. So if you like to do some change or if you like to see other things in, in church and you want to participate in that, please join the Stripe Committee and, mm -hmm. and it's not bad. We are, we are friendly. We're we welcoming. We are. I'll be there. At the committee. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap this up, but yeah. I just want to tease a few things. So um, you talking about social justice always makes me think about how much I want to hear your stories about growing up and what mm -hmm. church was like for sure. you um, growing up. But we're going to save that for another episode. Next time. Okay. Uh, when we talk more about your story. Um, but, okay, as we're leaving, I want you to tell people listening to the podcast what is... Um, the Strive Committee and you, and there's there's an event coming up <gasps> that people so can join for us it. for, right? It's be so okay, fun. so tell us about that. Do you have the date? <laughs> <coughs> and, and what am I talking about? Oh, yes. So this is the second year that Trinity Lutheran Church in Eau Claire is going to host a Hispanic Heritage Celebration. 
So it is really good. For those who were here last year, remember remember we have food, Mm -hmm. we had piñatas, Mm -hmm. we had we have the neighbors were here. Yeah. So we are doing that again on November nineteenth at eleven. So right after the second service. Mm -hmm. November nineteenth. So that's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Perfect. Yes. 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 Sounds yes. like a great day to celebrate. Oh, yes. And I hope more people can come and remember that the idea of this is not only celebrate the pre- the presence of the Hispanic neighbors, but also to meet them, to know them, mm-hmm. to say, hi, how are you? And, and you will find so many things in common with them because they live in Eau Claire in this area, literally. Right. Yeah. They live around mm-hmm. Trinity. Yeah. And we want to know our neighbors. We do. Because we're called to love our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so one way of loving our neighbors is, sorry, <laughs> one way of loving our neighbors is to at least willing to know them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, so yeah. November 19th at 11 o'clock in yes. the Trinity Room. And should people, do people need to sign up or RSVP? RSVP, please. And how will we do it? Will there be a sign up uh, in the lobby probably? You, yes. Or, would, or yeah. you can email us. Yeah. I was going to say you can email maybe me or, or me. Lita say. Uh-huh. Um, and then. And uh, say how many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also um, plan to have a sign up in the lobby as well. Yes. And I assume we'll have more information about that in the announcements. Yes. On Facebook, yes. on the webpage as we get closer. So, yep. But get it on your calendar, everybody. November 19th. Hispanic Heritage celebration. lunch celebration. Yes. And will there be pinatas? Si. Yes, with candy. Si. Excellent. Yes. And tacos. Okay. And it's a and super kid-friendly event. Like it is. Families it really should is. come because yes. my two oldest went last year and had so much fun mm-hmm. playing with all the other kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I think kids model the kingdom mm-hmm. of God much better mm-hmm. than we do as adults. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. to see that made manifest is just heartwarming. Awesome. And they'll, they might even see kids they go to school with. Totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They probably have friends there. So, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I'm looking forward to having you here maybe, you know, at least a couple more times mm-hmm. because okay. you always Sounds have good, good things to say and we <laughs> want true. to hear more from you and we love you. So, oh. thanks for being here. Thank you for and, having me. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see everybody again very soon. Very soon. See yeah. Here. Whatever. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.